Welcome to the Passion Business Podcast, the podcast for free spirits with a big idea who want to turn their passion into a business. I'm Anke Herman and I'm your host. Today my guest is Nikki Moss Simpson, mum and founder of Shine Sparkle Radiate, an initiative empowering girls and women to live fully vibrant lives. And in this episode, she shares with us her journey and how that amazing passion of hers found her and what she's doing now to bring it to life. Enjoy. And if you like the episode, as always, don't forget to subscribe. And if you leave a review on iTunes, that would be really fabulous. Thank you. Enjoy the episode. Hello, Nikki. I'm very excited to have you here. Hello, Anka. I'm really delighted to be with you this evening. Thank you for inviting me. That's wonderful. I really look forward to this conversation. Why don't you tell people uh, where you live, where you're from, because that's, in your case, not the same thing. And, uh, yeah, what, what are you doing these days? Sure. Okay. So, um, I'm Nikki. I am originally from the northeast of England, from... And I currently live in Sitges, which is a, a beautiful traditional seaside town just outside Barcelona in Spain. And I didn't hop from the northeast of England directly to Spain. I left England or left the UK in 2002 to follow a dream of renovating a a traditional farmhouse in rural France um, in a, a region called the Cruz. And so uh, my husband at the time and I and my daughter of 18 months, well, we bought a, a farmhouse that hadn't been lived in for 50 years. Wow. And had no electricity and no water, no running water. And the roof had to be taken off and stripped down and put back on. And it was our project and our dream for seven years. And at that time, I had my own chickens and my own vegetable garden and two very free-range children because my son was born in France as well. So I have a little Louis, uh, named Louis, so that the neighbours could actually pronounce his oh, name. That's <laughs> so I had Eliza and Louis free-range in central France where, where we all became bilingual, French and English. And from there, when the economic crisis hit France very, very hard, we, in 2007, we realized that our project, our, our dream had, had run its course and that door was actually closing. At the time, I was working as a therapist uh, in a private clinic and in my own private practice um, in holistic centers. And my son, my um, husband, my husband was running his own business in property renovation and maintenance. And we, he suddenly found himself without any clients because all of his clients owned um, holiday homes in the region and they suddenly were not no longer investing in their holiday homes. Yeah. And so it became a priority for us to move. And uh, I'm a qualified teacher and I worked in uh, education in, in the UK before moving to France, before setting up my own business. And so I looked for jobs in, in a country that was safe and secure economically. And so we moved from France 
to Switzerland. Oh, where we live. <laughs> we said so we moved from the countryside to a mountain and we lived at the top of a mountain in a ski resort in a town called Villas-sur-Ollon, which is above Montreux, around the lake from Geneva. And we lived there for eight years. And that was easy because we were already bilingual French and it's French-speaking part of Switzerland. So we were able to adapt very easily. And I um, we, we, we started my career in education for some time. And we stayed there for eight years, which was amazing because it was such a beautiful, beautiful opportunity to live in a mountain, fresh snow for five months of the year. Wow. The yeah, it was amazing. The children skied that, you know, the, my, my children's garden, I always said, was this huge mountain um, covered in snow. And they just loved it. It was, it was amazing. Right. I loved to ski. I have to say I was not very good at it, having learned at the ripe old age of 42, I believe. Um, however, I kept trying. And my son was a ski racer, so I had to accompany him to a lot, a lot of races at the time. And my daughter is snowboarder, and it was beautiful. However, my marriage fell apart in the uh, at that time, and I found myself a single mum with two children. And it was a beautiful place as a family, but not so good as a single British woman. Yeah. And um, it was pretty difficult to to mix socially, and. I also felt it was quite stifling culturally in terms of um, cinema, theatre, opportunities to see dance, live music and so on. It's beautiful for, for outdoor sports, but not very wide and broad in terms of culture. And so I thought, wow, well, my kids are already bilingual. Why not throw in a third language there? Spanish is a lovely world language. So why don't I see if I can manifest a job, a school where we can move to in Spain? And Barcelona came up as an opportunity. And so I moved myself and the two children from, from, from our ski resort to Barcelona, where we stayed for two and a half years. Mm -hmm. And this September, my daughter started university at Goldsmiths in London, where she's studying psychology, which is an amazing accomplishment because she's dyslexic and has ADD and high anxiety and sensitivity so um, she's worked incredibly hard to overcome her difficulties mm. to continue with her education and to get into university yeah, and amazing yeah. I know so she's she's there and my wonderful son has gone back to ski racing so he's gone back to our previous home in the mountains to a brilliant British school and he uh, is thoroughly enjoying himself back in the snow and in the mountains, which leaves me, mummy, ah. <laughs> living just outside Barcelona by the beach where I am very comfortable. So um, that's the background to, to who I am. And what I'm doing is... Uh, Quite interesting. I'm in a state of transformation and transition. I um I received my passion project as a, a download in a meditation in April 2017, and it came to me as I was meditating that throughout my years of of growing and developing and exploring the world, I um had trained in so many holistic therapies, 
um, I was um, a holistic uh, birth teacher, a doula, reflexologist, Reiki practitioner, Indian head massage practitioner, hot stone massage practitioner, EFT. And uh, I suddenly realized, you know, what, what's all this about? Why have I spent my entire life doing all of this training if it wasn't ever going to be useful for something? And why have I been working with girls who struggle with anxiety and stress and, um, uh, and teenage girls who suffer with eating disorders and self-harm? I worked in a boarding school in Switzerland and it was quite common. And my own daughter suffered herself. And it, was, it came very clear to me as a message, you are there to help these people. You are help, there to help girls and women who have lost their way in life, who need to see what their t- skills and talents are, and you're there to help them shine, sparkle, and radiate. Oh, and that's, that. where name, <laughs> that's where the name of my business came from. Shine, sparkle, radiate. So I'm the founder of Shine Sparkle Radiate, which is a lifestyle um, empowerment and well-being project for girls and women to help them grow, develop, fulfill their ambitions, and to lead, lead vibrant and vital shining lives. Oh, that's wonderful! That's and it's such such important work because what you just said that it's you know in the school in Switzerland it's quite common and. I've got a number of colleagues who've worked in that sort of area with young people and it looks like that's huge. It's a huge problem. There's a huge sense of pressure and and stress and and expectations. They I don't know, there's always that sense mm, I'm not measuring up. And that then shows up in all sorts of different ways. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. I think I think our teenagers have never been under so much pressure. I think of the pressures I was under, but it was mainly academic and parental pressure and some friendship pressure. Maybe a little bit of dating pressure every now and then. But these days, girls are under those pressures, the traditional pressures mm. that my generation had, but they're also under the pressures of social media and um, com- comparing themselves with celebrities on Instagram or, or comparing themselves with their friends. and they are constantly in an online world where comparison is, is is life. And that's leading to a lot of mental health problems and mental health issues and um, anxiety and mental health problems are on the rise. Girls and boys, not just girls, but girls and boys. And it's a huge problem. And I know in the UK, um, there are lots of initiatives to help Although it does seem, I saw a photo of the MPs in Parliament uh, who were there to debate um, or to discuss how to support mental health for young people. There are hardly any MPs. I find that absolutely shocking. There was hardly anybody there? No. And it's such an important issue and it doesn't seem to be being supported very very well by the government. Oh, I mean, that seems, (laughs) seems ridiculous to me. That that yeah. wouldn't be, yeah. Now you you're quite the world traveler. Like I I can I can relate. Like I've been to a couple of places as well, and and there was like my my rhythms or like my rhythm was like a five year rhythm. You know, I change 
country and careers like every five years. You know, but you seem to have like a seven, eight year kind of. <laughs>
Yeah. And it's, it's really, it really puts things into perspective. I think it's probably the most powerful experience out of all of that. You know, when, when you think that you, you kind of, you know, how, how often we talk about when it's about our fears and, and we're anxious about something, there's always this, this, explanation okay like that's our sort of primal brain that's there to protect us from you know the the proverbial lion that's out to get there and to imagine that you were in a situation where that was actually real <laughs> you know yes, yes. and yes. and it i think it it really helps when you then sit you know in your lovely home and something is a bit actually, you know, what is really at stake compared, you know, like it puts things into perspective. Like, like <laughs> that's a really powerful, powerful lesson to, to, to have experienced. Yeah, for sure. So, so work with, with women and girls, that's, that's already coming from a while back, it yes. seems. Yeah. Yes, I think it is. I think it's been in me a long time. That experience definitely triggered something. Where, you know, these girls, uh, gender equalities, we're so far away from it. In order for these girls to be able to get married, they had to prove themselves fertile. And to prove themselves fertile, they had to have um, inside sex in a time when AIDS was, was really going strong from people. So, yes, and, uh, you know, I'm in this transition and transformation process at the moment and, you know, talk about primal brain and protecting yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, I took the decision as as Shine Sparkle Radiate was developing, I found myself teaching full-time still and not having enough time to develop my passion project. And I was having to turn things down and I could see that there was so much potential and there was so much that I I was able to do if I had more time. And so 18 months into the project in December 2018, just, just four months ago, I handed in my notice and resigned from my job. And so I leave my job or leave my full time teaching career of 25 years on the 21st of June, summer solstice this year. And I've been running the two projects side by side or running my full time teaching career and my projects side by side until a point where I just, I can't, I can't do it any longer. And if I don't throw myself off this cliff, something has to go. And, and, you know, the primal brain says the security, keep the security, keep the full-time job, keep the job where you know the income is coming in every month and you know your bills are going to be paid. But that's, you know, that's me in my comfort zone. And if I stay in my comfort zone, I'm never going to do anything else with my life. I'm not going to grow anymore. I'm not going to experience anymore. I'm just going to be comfortable. And so I, I took the, the, the decision to literally throw myself off the cliff. I have no idea where I'm going to land. Okay, I really have no idea. I have no idea if this is going to be successful or not. Um, but I'm trusting that as I was given this project, it definitely wasn't something I was looking for. Yeah. But as I was given it, I trust that, that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And it'll all be okay. Yeah, I think it's 
like the first word that comes to mind is courageous. On the other hand, I can relate to 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 your decision. You know, I mean, that's what that's what I did in two thousand four. You know, I, I resigned from my job to go. You know, and, and and basically go for what I really wanted to do. But there was also that element. Okay, yeah, you can stay comfortable. Okay, now. How are you going to feel about that 20 years down the track? Yeah. What's your legacy? What are you leaving you know? behind? And I think that's really when, when, when you imagine yourself, you know, at some point in the future, thinking back, oh, God, you know, I, 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 I was doing this thing and then I kind of, you know, shrunk back. And does that bring up? thoughts of regret or like oh god you know i don't want to you know spend my life that way or do you think well yeah no because hey, my mom wouldn't have like my mom they travel my parents travel around all over the world all the time and they go on holiday here on holiday there but they're content with that you know and there isn't the problem there if, if, if that's how you want to live your life but if you have that you know that pull if you know, if something's pulling you, then, yeah, I don't know. I always think like passions are such a gift. Yes. That you're, you're, you're the vehicle almost. That's And it. to say like to, it's almost to say, well, okay, it, it's, it's paying respect to the, to that gift to actually see what you can do with it. Yes. And something, whatever will unfold from there, because you don't know. No, nope. no, no idea. It kind, it might, it might turn out sort of similar to what you have in mind now. It might turn out way better than what you have in mind now, you know, or it might not work out that way. But then on the way there, something else opens up. That's right. Absolutely. That's absolutely right. I have no idea where yeah. it's going. It's definitely, st- it started to go recently in a different direction than I thought, as I've been um, coaching a lot more mums. Mm. Yeah. Uh, mums who find themselves with children who are teenagers, who are older, and they find themselves with more time, and they suddenly feel that they've lost their identity and purpose. Yes. Oh, I can see that. Yes. And they're suddenly thinking, my gosh, and what about me? I've put my life on hold to raise my children. They're now 15, 16. They're going out with their friends. They're looking towards their education. They're looking towards their future jobs. And what about me? What am I going to do now? Who am I? I'm finding myself working with a lot of women at the moment. And I I think, I I think it's their, their inner child. Needs nurturing and taking care of. And then they also need to sit and listen to themselves and say, you know, what is it? What is it I want to do? Mm. Because for many years I've been doing what I needed to do for other people. And now it's my time. And that's scary as well for, for most of us. It's yeah. very scary. And I found myself in that position in September with 
um, my daughter going to university and my son going back to school in Switzerland. And what about me? Came to my mind. What about me? What am I supposed to be doing now? No more, no more chasing the laundry, picking up the laundry from the floor and saying, have you done your homework? And what, what should runs. we have to do now? Yeah, school yeah. runs. We, I need to go clo- uh, food shopping today. We've run out of everything because teenagers eat you out of house and home. And it was suddenly, I thought, you know, just buying food for me and yeah. things that I like to eat and, and doing the things that I like to do and being able to go to the self-development workshops that really interest me because I suddenly found myself with an evening free that I hadn't had before. Yeah. But it's, it's not, it's a challenge. It's not, it's not suddenly going from, oh, I'm a mother to, oh, I'm a woman. An independent woman who can do what she wants with her life. There's this period of who am I and how do I get from where I've been for all of these years and happily been doing that to a new place of happiness. It's just for me. Yeah. I'll always be a mother and we'll all, all oh, yeah. be mothers. But then it's finding that the new you that comes along. That's so true. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can see that. I can see that a lot in Spain, perhaps more than, like, say, if I think back, well, in, like, in Germany where I grew up, like, my mum always would go to work, like, she worked, you know, and, like, all the mums worked back in East Germany, and so, so there wasn't really, the, and there was no such thing as school run, like, I used to go train, and then I'd go and hop on the bus, you know, like, even when I was 10, so there was nobody would take me to training or to any, you know, like, no, <laughs> I mean, even we'd, we'd have, we'd have tournaments and competitions and stuff. And so that they might drop you off at the train station, but then you'd meet with, with the, the coach and your teammates and then you'd pop on a train. And so that whole thing that parents would have to drive around that just didn't exist, you know? And so for my mom, for example, I don't think that period when I went off to uni was like such a, you know, it was still a change from me living at home and then not living at home. But, but that sense that shuffling me around from one place to another, that was not her life ever, you know, but, but I think the way things have changed now, you know, with like, you, you woke past like the school, you know, in, in the morning, in the afternoon and, you know, kids get driven there and picked up and then you have to take them to some extra, you know, like after school activities and then you have to take them to friends and pick them up. And, and so you're basically busy the whole time to keep everybody entertained, you know, and it's so easy to then not even ask yourself. What do I want? What do I want? You know, what about my life? What do I want to do? Yes. And it's, yeah. You, and you, you'd be happy with that. I mean, that's the role you chose as well. Like, like you want to be there for your kids. Like there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's also like easy to be settling into that routine. And, and you never even, it never even occurs to you until everything changes yeah yeah i can see how how people would appreciate help with that sure yeah yeah yes 
One of my clients calls me her uh, butt kicker. <laughs> yeah. Send me a message to say, oh, I haven't done my homework. So I'll give her homework too. I haven't done my homework. I need my butt kicking. Because <laughs> she wants to go back to, to train in emotional intelligence. She's discovered a passion for that. And she's going to start university in September. She's trying to clear herself a study space at home, clear out one of the corners of the room, so she gives herself a desk and a study space. And of course, she hasn't got around to it yet. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I, that's actually that's that's funny. That whole and it's not even about time. It seems to be more about giving yourself permission to take your own aspirations seriously or to allow them space yes. it reminds me like i spoke to an, a friend of mine like I, we used to work together and when we were both living in australia and she came back to europe and i remember when i left australia she she got pregnant shortly after and so basically the kids maybe 12 now or something like that and she got in touch to, and, and basically said to me, you know, oh, can you help me? I want to, I want to start this business. I'm going crazy. I need to do something other than, you know, running after the kid. And, and so she had this idea for, I don't know, it was something about video creation or whatever. And I remember thinking that's kind of odd because like Yogi, you know, we used to work together in software development. Like, you don't need me to, you know, to, to help you on any sort of technical level. Like, what are we talking about here? You know, and exactly what you just said, it came out within five minutes. Yeah, well, I, I kind of feel I'm going crazy, but then I have my responsibilities here and I can't, you know, and then now I can't do it because it's school holidays. And now I can't do it because... You know, it's spring and shit comes out up in the garden. I have to look after the garden. And now I can't do it because, you know, the husband's off work. And now I can't do it because the kid goes back to school. And, and there's always, like, now I can't do it because something else. And that something else is always more important. But then still, it's, it's brewing underneath. There's something that isn't, that's missing. And, and it's more like, and it isn't about helping her build a business. It's about helping her give, her, give herself permission to, to make space for that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Lots of work to do. Oh, for sure. For sure. So what's the plan for you? If every, if, Things. Well, what's plan A? What What would you love to to? Where would you love to be in a year from now? In a year from now. Okay, so in a year from now, I would love to be being uh, coaching clients regularly, both teenage girls and their mums, and mums who find themselves in the position of needing in getting back out there in the, in the world, raising children. 
I would like to be invited to run retreats for mums and daughters that to reconnect that special relationship, which is always tricky during the teenage years. Yeah. It's the time where girls turn away from their mums um, in order to find their identity with their social circles. And often mums feel rejected. So there's a miscommunication between mums and daughters often at this time. And it's the, the mum-daughter relationship is the most important relationship you will ever have because it's the relationship that influences every other relationship you have. Yeah. And so I see myself being invited to run retreats um, all around the world. I'd like to run workshops as well. I'd love to be a TED Talk speaker mm. and share my passion. I love talking, so I'd like to see myself on stage. I've recently become a best-selling international author with, um, as a contributor to the Pay It Forward series, Notes to My Younger Self. So I think I would like to do some more writing. I am, I am the teenage blogger for Mum Abroad, uh, Spain, Italy, Germany and France. So I'm really enjoying that role as guest blogger, wow. writing about specific issues. I'd love to be invited to write blogs and, and participate in podcasts for, for other people like yourself. Mm -hmm. And uh, really spread the message of how important the mum-daughter relationship yeah. is. And how as women, we really have a right to shine, sparkle and radiate our ambitions and our gifts in this yeah. world. I, I totally, I agree. I agree. Yeah, there's such a, such a powerful message and such an important mission. And I'm really, really happy that you got to you know, to share what, and your amazing story. This is like, you know, I think we could probably go on for, for, for hours. Yeah. Might have to come back. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, because there's just so much, so much in there, you know, that, that um, deserves exploring. So where can people go find you? Okay. So I have a red uh, website, shinesparkleradiate.com. I'm on social media, Instagram, Shine Sparkle Radiate, uh, Facebook group, Shine Sparkle Radiate, Facebook page. Um, and I'm on LinkedIn. So you can find me wherever. If anybody wants to come and visit Sitges, which is such a beautiful resort, you can come and, come and find me sitting on a rock by the waves, listening to the waves down on the beach most mornings meditating and i'd be very happy for anyone to join me who'd like to come and join me oh that sounds like a plan <laughs> no no better place than than sitting on a rock next to the next to the beach yeah yes. i've got to say i've got the luxury like a lot further down but you know yes. being near, near the ocean is just spectacular i'll put the links in the in the show notes so people can easily find you well thank you so much for taking the time to share your amazing story and, um, yeah, I definitely think that women and girls deserve all the support in the world. And I'm glad you're there to, to provide that. Thank you very much. Thank you. It's been a lovely experience. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. 
Thanks for listening to the Passion Business Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss the next one.